three, two, one, go. everybody to the tribe of the forest podcast the podcast from puerto rican friends coming together to do deep dives into star wars and other nerd related media this is our limited series where we talk about the series ahsoka episode by episode we're kind of bunching them together but it's fine but we're very excited about today's episode because honestly if you've been listening to us i've been kind of on the fence about this show but some of us not all of us. I said me. I said me. I said <laughs> I, myself, have been kind of skeptical because I know you've been all in from the beginning, Goose. I've been I all know. in. <laughs> I've been very conflicted about it. But last week's episode, Shadow Warrior Part 5, oh my God, it just blew everything out of the water for me. It's one of the best things I've seen on Star Wars television, hands down. But, you know, we'll get to that. <laughs> we will get to that. We will get to that. It's kind of unfortunate that uh, if you're listening to this, it means that you are listening to it after all of these wonderful episodes yeah. have come out because if you've been following if you have been listening mm-hmm. and if you look at our posts on twitter or i guess x now whatever uh, you will know that we are not publishing uh, episodes of struck work because ahsoka and other shows like it are coming out during the 2023 wga and sac after strikes and hence this episode was recorded during those strikes and without the labor of the writers and actors who are currently on strike this series that we're discussing today and many other series wouldn't exist and if you're willing and able please consider supporting the writers and the actors by either raising awareness by sharing uh, any posts that are talking about the strikes so that people are more cognizant of what's happening but if you're willing and able, please donate to the Entertainment Community Fund. We have a link down in the description below. Every little bit helps. Uh, you know, some of these people aren't haven't been working for a couple of months now, and you know, it's pretty. It's, it's a pretty important fight that they're doing, not just to preserve like their livelihoods, but to preserve the future of human storytelling. Because what the companies are trying to do is like not not tell stories anymore, but create content content created for robots for automatons and that is something that we are not so please 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 support the strikes in any way that you can but with that being said we will still talk about this and release it after those strikes are done and in a way this has kind of helped us uh, group the episodes together to like not talk about them as they come out because there's really i mean since we're not pushing uh, pulling them out as yeah, they come out episode we by episode, really, yeah. Yeah, we mm-hmm. didn't really think that that made sense to record them in that way right now, but uh they're grouping themselves in a pretty in a pretty interesting way. Organic way. Organic yeah, way. It kind of worked, yeah. And after last episode we were, we were like, "Oh, okay. So this is kind of like a not necessarily like a Clone Wars arc, but it did kind of close mm-hmm. some sort of story because first episode was a dual premiere. Now we have these mm-hmm. three episodes that culminated with the majestic return of someone who we will discuss a little <laughs> further down the line. And then we have three episodes left. So we'll probably talk about the next two and then have like a final episode yeah. to talk about the finale. Uh, before and then we like get overall going, the series. Before we get going, uh, as some of you know, Mo has been joining us and will be joining us for all of these Ahsoka episodes because they are very excited for this show in a way that they haven't been for some of the previous star wars con- uh, stories that have been coming out which we're very excited for unfortunately as you can tell or hear or see whatever way you're, you're watching this or uh, interacting with this episode mo's not here today and i haven't told nanny why and i'm about yeah. to tell her so yeah. mo cannot be here today because i was texting them i'm like oh, i'm on my way home Remember, we're yeah. recording at X hour. And then they're like, oh, I, uh, can we reschedule because I have to wake up early? And I'm like, why do you have to wake up early, Mo? Uh-huh. And Mo says, well, I have to wake up at 2 because I have to be somewhere at 4. And I'm like, what the hell do you have to be why? somewhere so early for? And he's like, uh-huh. well, I'm going to go milk some cows. <laughs> of course. Of course they are. Of course they have to go milk some cows. And I was just like, 
usually like I get a little, you know, a little upset when people want to reschedule like at the last minute, but this was milking cows. I just like, this is awesome. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I love it. Like we're not rescheduling. I'm sorry. Well, they're, but they're doing I loved, like pre-vet stuff, right? They're doing pre-vet stuff. So this is yeah. purely academic. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's not, yeah. it's not a recreational like, milking, so to speak. It's a, it's a professional one. <laughs> Interpret that as you will. Mo will be milking some cows at four in the morning tomorrow. Well, tomorrow for us recording today in right. the past for whoever's listening to this. But right. when we release it. That's but why that's what they, Mo was doing. That's why yeah. what Mo was doing. And they did give me like a little theory that they had about something that happened in the episode that we will that we will discuss. Because you know, Mo's okay. gotta Mo's gotta give the Mobius strip. Oh yeah. But it's gonna oh, be yeah. that's gonna be at the last part because it is about the last episode. Episode, and yeah. as 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 Nani mentioned in the beginning of the episode, we will be discussing three. We will be discussing yep. part three, time to fly, part four, fall fallen Jedi. Jedi, and then part five, the majestic shadow warrior. Shadow warrior. Shadow <laughs> warrior. Holy crapola! So, I yep. I don't think we should talk about this as three isolated episodes. Yep. Let's talk and, about uh, the and, themes uh, and everything that about we've gotten so far. Thing. So I agree. When we left when we left off talking, Nani, you weren't feeling it. You weren't feeling the show. You were like, uh, Ahsoka wasn't resonating with you. Things yeah. hadn't hit the ground. And I, yeah. in my, you know, in my, in my, in my optimism, was like, Nani, but they're building towards something. We're gonna get a catharsis. There's gonna the Ahsoka. She's gonna come back because something's gonna happen. Uh, we have to set up the episode uh, show for people that haven't seen Rebels. All these things. I don't want to say I told you so. <laughs> but you told me so. But I wasn't wrong. <laughs> so why don't you walk me through your emotions seeing all these three, two episodes? Because I like the last one was so powerful. Let's keep it. Oh, yeah. That, we have to we talk about the first two. keep that one by two. itself. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. So <laughs> I was still having some struggles with some of the characters resonating, as you've said. And slowly, Hera had been starting to grow on me. And then when we started to see some of her interactions with Jason, that we, you know, we finally got Jason in live action. It's so good. Um, I did. Really and he looked good. I was worried that he was going to look dumb like he did in yeah. Rebels. But he looked good. Yeah. No, he looked good. He looked good. And and he was giving us some Kane and Jairus vibes as well. Mm -hmm. Well, did you notice the pauldron, right? I know. It's the same pauldron as his daddy. Oh, my God. Um, but seeing her interactions with, uh, Jason, I did start to get more of a hair feel from mm -hmm, her. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a lot happier about that. I'm still having issues with Rosario Dawson. I'm sorry. And it's, it's, it, it keeps going even with episode five because we'll get to it. But young Ahsoka was perfection and, mm -hmm. and Rosario Dawson still does not really feel like Ahsoka to me. She feels like, you know, Rosario Dawson with really good makeup. and well. Everything that's yeah. I mean, that's literally. <laughs> I know. It's I know, called it acting, is, by the way. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't think she's pulling <laughs> off the acting. I feel oh, she's okay, acting uh, like a Soka with. She's acting like Rosario Dawson with a really good makeup. Okay. Not, okay. I'm not feeling a Soka from her yet. I've kind of tried to tone that down and imagine that it's not her. But then I was brought so much into the episode because the young version was so perfect, so good. But anyway, we haven't gone to the episode yet. Uh so I'm liking a lot about the story. Balin's skull mm -hmm. is fantastic. Oh. I'm so sad that Ray Stevenson is not here to see the fruit of his work and, and how amazing it has been. And to see this different version of like a fallen Jedi that we're getting from him. And this whole vibe we get in that fourth episode about I'm here for the greater good. I'm not necessarily aligned with the dark forces. I just mm -hmm, think mm -hmm. that whatever is happening now is still not the correct direction to go. Like Ahsoka's legacy is also, you know, death and destruction, just like Anakin's was. So we're getting to see this kind of in-between version of he's not really a Sith, but he is so disappointed with the Jedi that he has completely separated himself from that as well so so it's been a really really interesting take on you know the different levels of darkness mm -hmm, mm -hmm, versus light that we're getting um throughout the series which was a big theme 
in the Clone Wars and in Rebels, this kind of having to find a balance after the fall of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I've been... Every week, I get more into it. And now I'm, you know, kind of sad because we only have three episodes mm-hmm, left. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure we're not going to get an actual conclusion. Yeah, Because I think it's yep, all going to happen in the film. So we're probably going to get left on some form of a cliffhanger that's really going to upset me. Probably. Uh, so now that we're after the halfway point and I saw the potential that the show can achieve, now I'm kind of upset that, you know, it's only three episodes left. It's only three episodes left. And I, I agree with you. But before before getting to, to, to our concerns about that, I have to, I mean, I agree with you that the build up mm-hmm. has been great. It's just been different for me than for you, right? Because I, because you were into I, it. I'm, yeah, like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, let's, re- I'm, I'm, let's, re- I'm, I'm, let's go. Uh, but I want to, I want to, I want to piggyback on what you were saying about Balin, because I agree. I think Balin is the standout character of the yeah. series because I mean he is a sort of a sort of Ahsoka. I mean we talk about Shadow Warrior and Fallen yeah. Jedi and it yeah. refers to Anakin or Ahsoka, but it refers to Balin yeah. as well. So Balin. I think mm-hmm. that's one of the great things about the naming of all of these episodes. Like <laughs> it doesn't just have like the one meaning and and have mm-hmm. like that binary. It's like all these different I wouldn't yeah. even call it light and dark. It's just like all these shadows, right? Because shadows can be right. like a, a lighter shadow or a very dark shadow. And I think that's where all of these Jedi that we've seen are in their in their journeys, right? Especially mm-hmm. the final Jedi that will... I mean, everyone that's listening to this already saw it. Especially Anakin. And Anakin, when we, when we yeah. see him like at the end of the fourth episode and especially in the fifth episode. But I want to focus yeah. more on Balin right now because I think Balin, Balin is yeah. Ahsoka. To like a to to, yeah. to a degree, right? Uh, people call him like a a dark Jedi, but that doesn't exist. There's no great Jedi or yeah. dark Jedi. He's just a fallen Jedi, and it's, it's yeah. and I think that's the kind of cool thing about his character. He's not the traditional fallen Jedi, like an Inquisitor or a Sith or yeah, like or who, yeah. like mm-hmm. fully, fully gave into the dark side, and obviously is symbolized by the orange saber, not not having a red, mm-hmm. not the saber. red, yeah. And like having this nostalgia, right, about the Jedi Order and even his pattern, you know, even Shin has like the Jedi braid. So he's not, it's not that he's given up on the Jedi Order. It's like there's some sort of like fatalism to him, right, about everything that happened in the state of the galaxy and the war and the fall of the Jedi. It's just like, it just seems like he's, he's more bummed out than angry about anything. So I think that's mm-hmm. what makes him a compelling character. He's not evil for evil's sake or bitter about things it just seems like he's he's a sad boy you know he looks mm-hmm. at the past and he's like oh man why couldn't it have been better how yeah. can we make it better and i think in that sense it's the same thing with ahsoka ahsoka got yeah. betrayed by her order she abandoned it she's afraid of it to an extent mm-hmm. uh, she takes a padawan the same way that balan took a padawan but abandons it too it's just like well yeah. balan's still embracing the Jedi yeah. tradition, so to speak, Ahsoka is on the one hand she accepts it, but then yeah. like rejects it. Yeah, it's, she doesn't know where she stands in terms of yeah. her position, right, as a Jedi and and a and a and a Force wielder, so to speak. Right. So I think that's why, especially that their fight in Episode Four was so yeah awesome because you get to see their their strengths and their and their weaknesses and how yeah. they're approaching. Uh, their their conviction towards this fight and where Ahsoka is just fighting because she should fight he's yeah. convinced that what he's doing is the, is right, the right thing, thing. Mm-hmm. and not for Thrawn I think that's the cool thing Balin's no. not in it for finding Thrawn he's in or it for get, or getting something Thrawn back. else it's, he's it's, in it for it's something for some else. reason we still don't know why but uh, he thinks whatever he's doing is for the greater good Mm-hmm. So we don't know where he got this insight from and what his actual plan is, but it's mm-hmm. very clear that it's not just that he's like a Thrawn fanboy and just wants to get it back. Like he thinks right. like whatever me, actions he's I doing. <laughs> oh, I know, I know, I know, I know. But you can see that clearly he thinks that he's causing a chain reaction that will be something positive. Mm-hmm. And we don't know what his goal is yet. And we still don't know what the actual plan is or how, you know, what his thought process was in deciding this is the way to go become this mercenary help this person out and set these situations into motion 
uh, where did that come from? You know, is is there somebody wise that is behind him? Information like we well, don't really know, but he can tell that he is completely convinced of the rightness of what he's doing. And then yeah. that fight was so beautifully choreographed that you could tell that it's it's a different style of fighting because. Mm-hmm. And and Balin was so kind of just confident in every move as opposed to like Ahsoka who's still like in this place where she's like really undecided of what her place yep. is among the greater universe. So and how awesome. very, very well. How awesome his fighting style, you know? It's just like, yeah. it's a, what's the, oh my God, the word escapes me, the, the, the name of that type of sword, you know, oh my God, like. Like uh, William Wallace's sword, you know, all these big ass. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Whatever. All you nerds that are listening that can remember the name <laughs> of that type it, of yeah. sword, just put it in the comments below. I totally forgot. Uh, but, you know, it feels like he just has like this massive heavy thing that he's like wielding around, but wielding it yeah. with like strength and conviction. You know, it's not like uh, right. when we see Mando wield the Darksaber and it's heavy for him and he, you know, yeah. can't do it. And it's just like it. kind of randomly hacking. Right. Yeah, it's not like the same here, as... Balin's just like mm-hmm. full control and mastery. And kudos because I've been seeing a lot, I don't know if they're intentional or not. I hope that they're intentional, mm-hmm. but I've been seeing a lot of connections with uh, Jedi, the Jedi series. Fallen Order and Survivor, especially uh, now that we're talking about Survivor, one of the stances that Cal has is like the the broadsword. I think it's called. It's uh, the broadsword, so it's very similar to like how Balin fights. I think that one's a coincidence, but there's other uh, stuff from the video game that also comes to play specifically in the fifth in the fifth episode. Uh, but yeah, 100%. Balin is a standout. I'm a little not disappointed because I still think that there's something to explore with Shin, but obviously Shin is the mirror yeah. to uh, to Sabine, but we haven't gotten a lot of development for her. From there, So, yeah. like, mm-hmm. we can't... Which, which fair. Like, there's a lot of characters. There's a lot... This show's doing a lot of heavy lifting for yeah, everything. Yeah, there's a lot you know? going so, on. Mm-hmm. So, something, you know, something's got to give, and not everyone's going to get all the development that they deserve. But, you know, Shin is that mirror to Sabine in terms of, like, how are you brought up into this jedi world because let's face it in a, to an extent even though they're dark side quote unquote yeah they're still mm-hmm. being like balan is still training shin as a jedi to an extent at yeah. least in the tra- in the with the traditions even though they're em- uh, embracing the dark side it's still very jedi formally jedi mm-hmm. training just with a little sprinkle of pepper you know a little dark side in there <laughs> Uh, I just wish that there was like more to Shin so that that can balance out uh, Sabine a little bit, which maybe we'll see in the next episode since Sabine made the decision that I was yeah. dreading that she was going to do because like, I holy know. crap, that, that was, wow. Well, that was such a good scene, especially with how the episode sets it up at the beginning with Ahsoka mm-hmm. telling Sabine, we have to do the right thing. And if we have to destroy whatever to yeah. the ship to make sure that, Thrawn doesn't come back, even if it means losing Ezra, we have to do the right thing. And Sabine being like, yeah. oh yeah, we'll, we'll do that. But you know that in the back of her mind, she's like, oh, can I do that? And then that yeah. decision, which I felt that was the way it was going to go because I don't know if you felt the same way, but at the beginning when Hui Yang tells them, stay together, you guys are more effective yeah, as yeah. a team. And they start mm-hmm. fighting together and they are mm-hmm. awesome and they're kicking all kinds of ass, but all of a sudden they get separated. And the minute that they got separated, I was like, shit. <laughs> Something's gonna happen. Obviously, no one's, yeah. no one's gonna die, except we'll talk about that character dying. But uh, no one... No one's Which gonna was die a total red herring, by the way. Oh, but I loved it. We, we kind of talked about that. We kind of talked about that a little I know, bit. I know, I know. It's good. Uh, but, but Sabine's decision. What did you think about that? Did you see it coming? Do you think it, Even if you saw it coming, do you think it was done well? What do you think of Sabine's uh, development the last two episodes yeah so i did kind of see it coming because they set it up in a way that it would but it was still well done in the sense that even though i kind of saw it coming i was still surprised when it actually happened right. because i kind of thought that they set it up that that is what sabine would do at that moment like the way that they developed her character but i didn't really think that they would put her on it mm-hmm. you know because it was also 
so slow as it's happened, as she's holding the map in her hand and she, you know, she wants to make the right decision and she wants to follow, you know, what Ahsoka is recommending that she should do. But there's so much to unpack in her relationship with Ahsoka. They don't still trust each other. There was a breaking in that relationship that they're trying to rebuild, but they're not there yet. And you can see how the opportunity to save Ezra would be appealing to Sabine. Because mm -hmm. Sabine, she was never really a Jedi. She started training. Ahsoka abandoned the training. She never had any loyalty necessarily to the Jedi in general, especially now that the Jedi have fallen. You know, she lost her family. She lost Mandalore. She lost um, her faith originally in the mm -hmm. Empire because originally she was a student at the Academy. She had faith in the Empire and that trust was broken as well. So at this point, the only healthy or, you know, positive relationship in her life is Ezra. And Ezra has been missing for years, sacrificing himself to save all of them. And, you know, her father figure, Kanan's dead as well. So it does make sense for Sabine. I think. For and Sabine her family now have... died at the, at the Night of a Thousand Tears. So. Yeah. so she's lost everybody. And the one relationship to her that is still important because we've seen that she replaced the message that Ezra left her. We don't know how often, but we're assuming probably a lot. Uh, that this opportunity to save him and seeing that she doesn't even know if Ahsoka actually survived what just happened. Mm -hmm. So that's yeah, that's options. the thing. Both of them are like at this yeah. point, like, oh. Yeah. What happened? Because they became separated. As you said, it's that ominous thing of stay together, please. And then we see it again in episode five. It's like I told them to stay together. Uh and let's and let's give a, a massive shout out to <laughs> David Tennant. Because you As hear Yang, it's Oh my god, you hear that pain in his voice when he just says yeah. I told them to stay together. They never listen. It's like, oh, and Just man. holding the helmet, and it's oh, just, like, heartbroken. That's some amazing voice acting right there, sir. It is. Kudos it to David is. Tennant, because I amazing. felt that emotion. Which, by the way, I don't know about you, but I think I think it was in episode four. Where after, yeah, it was four, after they crashed. Not crashed, but after they crashed, after being shot down by the Eye of Scion, and the HK yeah. droid is sneaking up behind Huyang. I was, that was the most scared I've been. I was watching A Hunting in Venice the other day. And you know how that movie's supposed to be kind of like a horror whodunit? I was not you weren't scared. scared. I was not scared a single time in that movie. I haven't been scared in a horror movie like in a, in a hot second. But I was terrified when like that HK yeah. droid was coming behind Hu Yang because I thought he was a goner. I was like, yeah. no, like Dave Filoni, don't, Please don't, don't. don't. Not, yeah. it was like uh like in the matrix when 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 switch was about to be killed and oh, they say yeah. like not like this not like this not like this that's how that's how i was just like don't do <laughs> not that like me. this but kudos to my boy he defended himself with his little extra arms and stuff like that boy's got some moves for like a thousand year old yeah. droid good job sir good job definitely definitely so yeah so um even though it kind of made me sad but one it was actually kind of necessary for the story to move forward we want to know what comes out of this and it is a decision that for sabine at that moment in time i think it actually made sense for her yeah. to make that decision so i'm totally okay with it i know it's been like controversial for some people but i it you know <laughs> you know good storytelling and character development right that decision made sense sometimes i think you people think sometimes think i think sometimes people think that just because some things predictable that it's bad i was like no sometimes mm -hmm. sometimes a predictable thing is the necessary thing and i think it absolutely yeah. makes sense not just for her character but also for yeah. the good guys in general right because the good guys mm -hmm. are supposed to i mean you see it in spider-man you've obviously seen it in star wars a uh, lord of the rings like the good guy wants to save what matters to him and like because you yeah. only save what matters you, you can only save the world if you can save what matters to you it's like matrix reloaded when like neat when the when the architect tells neo that it's, he can either save trinity or he can save humanity mm -hmm. by reinserting mm -hmm. like the 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 source code back into the matrix and restarting everything yeah. and neo's just like well 
you know, like I have to save the one I love because if I don't save the one I love, I can't save anything else. What's yeah, the point? Yeah. The manifestation of love is very personal and then it goes into the into the into the into the global. Well, and I mean uh, it happens in Rebels as well when um Kane and Jairus is taken away and Hera's mm -hmm. like trying to follow orders that the orders were to abandon Kanan because you can't expose the plan and the people and everything. And then it's Ezra and Sabine that convince her that it's more important to save the member of the family and mm -hmm, figure mm -hmm. out everything else later. And it goes right back to that, that Sabine would still, still feel that way. Yep. And the most important person in her family, the only person that she has that still feels like family to her is Ezra. I mean, of course she would choose to try to save him. Same way that Luke, that Luke Skywalker saved the galaxy, he saved the galaxy, not by, by just, saving you know, Anakin. but he yep. saved it through a, through a son's mm -hmm. love of his father. And like a single, a single act of love can, you know, save the universe. And I think that's a super powerful manifestation because it will trickle down or trickle up, I guess, to like uh, mm -hmm. everyone else's uh, fate in the galaxy. So good job, Sabine. It's going to pay off. You did the right thing, girl. Like the I only person so that's done it wrong is Peter Quill in Avengers Endgame. <laughs> no, no, sorry. Too in much. Infinity War. In Infinity yeah. War when mm -hmm. he ruined the plan, started smacking yeah. Thanos in the face. Yeah. Bad job. Yeah. Well, you know, we don't no. like Peter Quill in this house, so it's fine. Uh, he's the lesser, <laughs> he's the lesser of the Chris's anyway. Uh agreed. But we can be we can keep going on for hours about like mm -hmm. all this stuff, and we'll have a lot more to talk about once the next three episodes come out. But you know, we're in the we're in the meat and potatoes of this episode, and there's only one thing that anybody cares about, and it's that cliffhanger on episode four that led to an amazing episode five. And that is the long-awaited return, the rumored return of the Chosen One, Anakin Skywalker, played by Hayden Christensen. Now, what did you feel? Played spectacularly played. Which, well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Mm -hmm. uh, how did you feel at the end of episode four when... Ahsoka just wakes up and she's in the world between worlds, which we knew. We, and I was we, like, first, we knew we well, were probably going to see it. We knew we we're probably going to see, but knowing that you're probably going to see it and then actually seeing it are two completely different things. Yeah, the design was amazing. I was never expecting it to lean. I actually never expected it to be so much because there's so much of it that we get in episode five. So I thought at the ending of that, I was like, are we actually? We're in the world between worlds. And mm -hmm. this is a cliffhanger, which means we're going to continue to see it. And then obviously we see Anakin Skywalker, Oof. like, snips. How did, the fact how that did, he calls her snips. Sni oh, that we heard oh Hayden my Christensen God. say that. Oh, that my God. killed me. I was like, and, and then he looked the cliff, in perfection. Like, the, the wig was amazing. Yep. Good job wardrobe department because you messed up Bo-Katan's wig in season two of The Mandalorian, but you fixed it. You gave her a good wig in season three and now Anakin's got a great wig in Ahsoka. I will say, and I know this is a dumb thing, I did feel like his de-aging looked a little rough in episode four. So it's just like, you look a little, you know, there's a little too yeah. much Photoshop going on there. <laughs> I mean, it was still amazing. It didn't distract from like yeah. how I felt and how yeah. what a beautiful cathartic moment it was to see that thing that we've been waiting for like see the live action encounter between anakin and ahsoka mm -hmm. that we've been hoping for all these years uh, but yeah like uh, the, the the aging was a little off uh but in episode five all of a it sudden like the, the aging was yeah. perfect I, I think that's the yeah. best the aging i've yeah. seen in like even including Dial of Destiny, which I think had like an incredible yeah, de-aging yeah. of Harrison mm -hmm. Ford. I, well, to be fair, they don't have to de-age him that much. So it's easy to de-age Hayden 10 or yeah. 20 years than it is to de-age Harrison to Ford. Like 40. <laughs> so um, I kind of I shut myself up on that one. Uh, yeah. But now, yeah, we finally made it. We're at episode five. Yeah, no, but cool. right before, like, that cliffhanger on episode four, I was worried because we get the Vader theme. Oh, like, right, right, as right, it cuts right. off. And oh, I was, like, my God, all the worried. theories. I was what like, did, right, what did you what? think? Did you think that was, because then I was, I, I went into the rabbit hole, I'm not going to lie. I was like, that <laughs> lightsaber is not his lightsaber. That's a that's a black <laughs> lightsaber. I, I went into the rabbit hole, I was like, that's not him. That's a dark it's side vision. Yep. 
But, I thought so too. I thought oh, it wasn't actually him. We'll get we'll get yeah. into theories now that we finally have the episode. So, <laughs> what did you think? That was that episode. <laughs> that episode was insane. It was insane. I couldn't stop doing like this. The whole episode, like, oh my god, I can't believe they're actually doing this. This is ridiculous. Um, their whole interactions in the world between worlds it was so well done like from the beginning the first time he turns on the lightsaber it's the lightsaber I'm here to finish your training and you know it's like i i'm done no you're never too old to finish learning this whole kind of you look dynamic. old <laughs> oh so and good and the the, the lesson mm-hmm. live or die this is your lesson. This is it. You have to like accept that this is what you haven't learned yet. And to see the battle of Rylaw and then to see to see the siege of Mandalore and Anakin with the the Clone the Wars armor. armor. Oh, my oh sweet baby Jesus. <laughs> to see that in live action and Anakin being the Anakin from Clone Wars. <sighs> With the young version of Ahsoka, so which was perfection, and and she had you know the the kind of necklace she had. Yep, she had everything was perfect. And, she was perfect. Then, the lightsabers when, were right. Everything. Oh was my right. god! The first time she she like realizes that she's in the Battle of Ryloth, and it's like these are the Clone Wars. Like, uh, yeah, duh. And then she turns on the lightsaber, and it's the green one. She doesn't have the second lightsaber yet. Rex. Captain Rex, voiced by Timura oh. Morrison. That man, like, he must be thanking his lucky... I say this probably every time that Timura Morrison's yeah. on, on screen. He must thank his lucky stars that he got cast as Django Fett back in, like, the early 2000s because yeah. it's been that paying off in, in, that it's paying off in spades. Spades! <laughs> like, he, oh, my God. Well, whatever. I, I keep making the same joke. It's not funny anymore. Well, it kind of is. Uh, but yeah, yeah, we we got Captain Rex. We got Phase One clone troopers because we've never seen actual yeah. physical Phase One clone troopers yeah. until this moment. So it's like people are saying, like, "Oh, we got my clone troopers finally." I said, "Well, we've seen Phase Two clone troopers in live action yeah. before at this point a couple of times, but this is the first time we've seen Phase One, and it was amazing. It was beautiful." <laughs> And it was so gorgeous to watch because I love how it's kind of like this desert feel that you can't really see what's happening. Like you can see the background only when things explode and -hmm. then that lights up the vehicles and it lights up the troopers because, you know, the center of attention is Ahsoka and Anakin. So we get the Clone Wars, but without it, you know, taking us out of the scene and what this means to the relationship between both of them. It's really clever because it's one of those... Mm -hmm smart ways to use the volume because you know they filmed that in the volume mm-hmm. and you you can you know you, you know that they're not like in those places and you know obviously, where the dimensions are yeah. and obviously the fog is to hide stuff so that it looks yeah. uh, because you're in a small place and make it look bigger but thematically it fits in so well because one yeah a cliche fog of war but also you're kind of mm-hmm. in a dream you're in the world between mm-hmm. worlds so like it makes sense that you can't really see what's happening it's all based on ahsoka's memory of an event so it's not gonna be as sharp as when the event right. itself happens. So it's it's so clever to do it that way because it has different layers. Ultimately, yeah. one of those layers is to make use of the volume and get away right. with, with you know. But it works. But it works because it complements right the themes yeah. of what's going on in those on in those visions, and you know, and it just crescendos into that epic epic scene of like Anakin walking away and then like the bomb goes up and Darth Vader flashes. And the saber in the same exact position goes from blue to red, the outfit and oh my god. Goosebumps. Dave Filoni. I just rewatched it today and the whole episode I was like massive. So good. And especially that the dialogue was so good as well. Mm -hmm. This whole idea of because Ahsoka is still having this internal struggle because as you correctly assumed when we first started watching the show, you were right. We're trying to see this transition, how she becomes that, you know, Gandalf-esque character Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that we see at the end of Rebels. This is her journey to getting there. 
and how it had started since she was young because like what is happening i mean people are getting killed because of decisions we're making and we're jedi and we're supposed to be peacekeepers and then Anakin can be like yeah we were peacekeepers when i was a padawan now we're at war now we're soldiers i have to teach you how to be a soldier and how to survive which what a cool line because not only it's right but also because it's the mm. callback right to to yeah. attack of the clones when mace windu says the exact mm -hmm. same thing but as a negative mm -hmm. it's like we're keepers yeah. of the peace not soldiers mm -hmm. and then you see that mm -hmm. couple, like a couple months later or a year later all of a sudden it's like oh we kind of betrayed our values immediately to yeah. fight this war that we were never meant to fight and to see how the jedi so quickly embraced like those fallen ways which took ultimately led to their destruction mm -hmm. Uh, but something I wanted to mention about that also that I thought was really interesting about these flashback sequences, and it's something, especially with uh, uh, the Siege of Mandalore, so be probably because of the animation style. Like I, Ahsoka, we know that she's young; she's still in her teens. But because of the animation yeah. style in Siege of Mandalore, I felt that she was like an older character okay. at that point, and to all of a sudden like see the the actor that they cast. Mm -hmm. And see like how young she looks, especially yeah. you know how short she is and very young complexion, especially like next to Anakin. It's like holy shit, like yeah, yeah. we're sending children to battle. Yeah. So, somehow, like with the animation, I kind of detached. But it was that so idea, crazy though, wasn't it? To it there, see, it's just like whoa. And to like, see her fighting like Ahsoka, because I don't think Rosario moves like her as mm -hmm. much as I would want her to, but that actress does. And then especially at this point, we're at the Siege of Mandalore. She's using the blue lightsabers which Anakin gave her upon her you know return mm -hmm. and Rex calling her commander as we know that he does and it's and when he comes up behind her and being like I don't remember this fight you weren't here at this point we were separated and, and that's where his fall from grace was happening at the time that she's trying to mm -hmm, leave mm -hmm. the siege of Mandalore alive with Rex and it it's so crazy to see it in live action and and I love that it's coming, you know, from Anakin, this whole, like, we have to adapt because the fact that the order was so restrictive is one of the reasons that he ended up falling to the dark mm -hmm. side and then trying to teach her from his perspective, we can be more than that. Yeah, I was dangerous. I was um, more powerful than everybody thought that I was, which is when we start to see the fight, when he becomes the dark, you know, when he becomes Darth Vader without the suit. But that is Darth Vader. He has the yellow eyes. The, his face changes completely like the the way he his facial features work it's it's so transformative when he finally decides mm -hmm. that now he's Darth Vader and he turns on the red lightsaber and it's oh sorry I'm getting goosebumps um, it's, it's, it's good it's good which I think it's something that I kind of want to talk about because I think well we'll talk well yeah let's talk about it because yeah when yeah. that happens a lot of people there's obviously you know if it's not a Star Wars thing especially if it's a world between worlds thing if people didn't have theories. And obviously I have right. my thoughts on what happened there. Mo yeah. has their thoughts with all which I'll introduce because okay. they're 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 <laughs> they're wild. I don't agree with it. And at we all, will but I discuss. think it's it's great. Hey, but I wanna hear <laughs> yours. Like obviously we're in the world between worlds, so it's this in like this place between space and time that connects yeah. the cosmic force with the living force. So things are a little more fluid with what's happening there. Uh, do you feel that the Anakin that we were seeing there was Force Ghost Anakin talking to Ahsoka? Or do you feel that, mm -hmm. that was like a manifestation of the Force that like uh, that Ahsoka was going through? Like, uh, like oh my God, what's it called when you go in the desert and have her... Uh... Like a spirit quest. Thank a you. Vision quest. Thank you. There we go. Yeah. And you have like a vision quest. Do you feel... Yeah. What 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 team are you on, so to speak, on that one? Okay. So when it first started, I thought it was a vision quest kind of thing, and this is what the force is showing Ahsoka because it's what she needs to see for her to grow. But as it kept going, first of all, in my opinion, there's things about Anakin that Ahsoka didn't at the time. So it sounds more like it is actually Anakin. And then, especially when we see him transition from the Anakin that she knew growing up, she never really knew Anakin in that version, except for the fight that they had mm -hmm. right before going to the World Between Worlds and Rebels. And at that point, he's already fully encased, armored Anakin, not right. this version right before, you know, 
the hellfire fight happened so this is a version of Anakin that she didn't really know and had never fully come to terms with. And what makes me think that it is a Force Ghost version of Anakin is because this is an Anakin who has already been saved. Mm-hmm. That fight, and, and the fight is very emulative of the fight that she has with Anakin in Rebels. But in that version, she's actively trying to save him. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't work. Like sh- the last time she sees Anakin, she assumes that he's beyond saving. He can never be saved. That's the end of him. She drops the lightsabers at the end of Clone Wars, and Anakin assumes she's dead mm-hmm. when that happens. And it's not until that episode in Rebels that they see each other again. And it's Ahsoka still trying to save him, like not really wanting to believe that Darth Vader was her master and still actively trying to save him. And in this episode, I think we got the reverse. Anakin trying to save her and being able to do it because he has already been saved by Luke. So he has come to accept the different versions of himself. His dark mm-hmm, version, mm-hmm, his mm-hmm. mastery of her that he gave up because of his own arrogance as well. Because he thought he, you know, he was always the one that knew everything. That's why he said that changing her lightsabers to blue was an improvement. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's his own ego talking. So this isn't, I think this is Force Ghost Anakin mm-hmm. that has been brought back from the darkness by Luke and is now able to embrace all aspects of himself. And that's why he can finish Ahsoka's training. Mm-hmm. So that's where I stand. I 100% agree. Like I have my reasons mm-hmm. that are more... That are uh, different? That are, mm-hmm. No, no, not... not, not, not I, I'm more or less like in the mm-hmm. same vein as you, but... I feel like sometimes people like have like their convoluted reasoning to justify a certain thing, <laughs> which which is fun. Don't get me wrong, but sometimes, yeah. especially with like felony things, I feel that yeah. what you see is what you get type of stuff. Like for example, I'm gonna bring up like uh, Maroc, you know, the Inquisitor. Everyone says yeah. like, is that Ezra? Is that uh, yeah. is that uh, uh, the Eighth Brother? Is that a Star Killer? Blah blah blah. All yeah. these theories, like about who this mysterious character could be. And, and then suddenly the, end, the character dies. <laughs> it was it was no, it was it was Mara. Yeah. It was just some guy, yeah. you know. It, just it was just some guy into 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 green into green fart magic, uh, you know. It Which he could matter. have been a construct of, you know, um, dark sister magic as well, yeah, because it's the, kind of like the same color right. and. Yeah. That's the theory mm-hmm. that I am holding on to now. Sticking so like, to, yeah. He was just revived. He was a dark by, creation from. <laughs> he was revived by Morgan Elsbeth at some point, and he's just a dude, and it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. And I think, yeah, like what you see in the screen is like Maroc was Maroc. That's it. And yeah. I feel like it's the same thing with Anakin. It's like Anakin is Anakin, but yeah, but that's too too lazy of an explanation. So let's speculate. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I do okay. agree that it's that it's Force Ghost Anakin, and I yeah, do yeah. think. Because it, it, it has a lot more strength, I feel, to have that moment of catharsis happen between the two of them yeah. in that quasi-physical way than it would if it's just like Ahsoka. Because you can't forgive someone or uh, or have a, 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 a catharsis with someone without the person, right? You have yeah. to have that moment with them to be able to... Because you can forgive them within yourself, which is important, yeah. but you have to also forgive them to them because yeah. you know it's, it's, i think that's an important part of that dynamic between two people especially two people that have hurt each other so i think just in that yeah. sense it needs to be anakin that's there and why and you can't he really glowing? learn something new without that person introducing right. that new information yeah and like it makes sense that it's him too because you know we're we are in the most powerful place in the force where these beings that are already part of the cosmic force can interact in a more strong way. That's why he's not glowy because he doesn't have to go through into the living force. It's like he can just be there and manifest. And I think that some of the things that I think we're throwing people out, it's like, oh, why is he turning into Vader? Is this like a evil? And it's like, no, it's just him projecting. It's part of him. Image. It's like, it's not, it's not, he's evil. His eyes are, he's actually turning Mm -hmm. into a Sith. Just projecting an image of something through the force to like prove a point type of thing. It's like, okay, well, this is what you fear. I'm going to project that image to you. It's not that he's actually being Vader. Like he's projecting an image. Kind of like Luke well, and- projected himself at, you know, at a crate 
from Acto. It's like, yeah, you're making a force projection. Yeah. But he's making, instead of just projecting himself, he's projecting a persona, which is the persona that Ahsoka needs to face. It's like, oh, this yeah. is the darkness within me. But it's not the darkness within me that you're scared of. It's the darkness within yourself, which is why she's afraid to live. That's why he tells her, oh, either live or yeah. die. Because a life that you're not living fully is a life that you're slowly dying in. And the moment that yeah. you kind of embrace that life with joy and, and acceptance and hope, then that's when you're finally living. And I think that yeah. was the most important moment in that episode when she has his red lightsaber up against him and then her eyes turn yellow. Eyes go she, yellow. <gasps> but then she pulls it was so back good. and she's like, yeah. does the, I choose the, to the live, Luke, throws the lightsaber. The Luke movement. Which actually, yeah, like the whole fight starts like Luke. Because she says like, oh, I will not fight you. And then Anakin says like, oh, I've heard that before. And I don't know if that was Filoni being like, okay, he's re referencing Luke in Return of the Jedi saying I will not fight you. But it was funny that like the fight starts and ends the same way that his fight with Luke went. Him I kind of completely hope that it was on purpose. I hope, I hope too. it was on purpose. I, I, like it's Filoni, so I, yeah. I think it probably might be. Yeah. But, you know, I don't want to also yeah. you know disappoint myself we but. never actually know yeah but yeah it was great and it was 100 percent anakin let me look up mo's theory theory i want to okay. see i told i told them i would read it because when they said this <laughs> i was like this is too what this is too, this is too wild okay <laughs> here we go Are you ready okay i'm ready mo said by the way my take is that the anakin that we saw is really vader it, in his meditation chamber going into the world between worlds. Oh my god! Which I'm like, that's, oh that's wild. Wow. I love it. I don't think uh, it makes sense yeah. because like, why would evil yeah. Vader want to help Ahsoka? Help her yeah. when he was trying to yeah. kill her ass Vader. So, But I love it though, like how out of the box it is. <laughs> I mean, and it could go into the fact that Vader himself was never completely evil, and that's why he was able to be saved by Luke. Because there was that kernel of good still inside him, and maybe in his meditative state, he would project himself as the mentor version no. for Ahsoka. But, but I don't really think it makes sense, honestly. I'm trying to... I mean, it's great, but no, I, I, just, I honestly, I just think it's a horse. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but I mean, we're gonna be talking about Anakin going back for until the end of yeah. time because it was so epic. Which, by the way, yeah, you mentioned it at the beginning, but I want to re-emphasize it now. Uh, Hayden's performance was amazing. Like, and it's something that we have been talking about for the last couple of years, ever since we've been doing this podcast. It's like Hayden was just given kind of not a lot to work with in the prequels yeah, the, so his performance the, wasn't great yeah. because the material wasn't great and the i mean dialogue and, was just terrible i mean they even made natalie portman look bad and it that's really hard to do. that's really hard natalie uh, portman is oh, an amazing actor but yeah so, but the, the, oof, the dialogue was so stilted but we've seen the resurgence of uh hayden christian which i love like the little bit that we got in Obi Wan was fantastic, but this this was so good, and he was able to pull off that character from the Clone Wars, which all the different was facets, him, and it was right? it was so good, and it just he pulled it off so incredibly well. So many emotions, really like impressed. he was he did like mm -hmm. Episode Three Anakin, Sad Boy Anakin, he did like yeah. Matt Latner clone wars anakin like he was able to like project that type of like more you know happy not happy lucky but more joyful yeah. anakin from that we saw like in the animated series he's joking it. in the middle of a so, war because but, what are you gonna do we're in the middle of a war what do you want me to be more serious that that's clone wars anakin which is fantastic sadness, anger happiness yeah. uh yeah. this point like oh when he says like you lack conviction and then they do the whole thing where they mix it with vader's voice Oh my God, Jesus Christ! Like every, uh, this is like the third time that they've done that effect, and every single time and it's it awesome. works. Yeah, every single time it's, it's awesome. So good, it's so good. So, oh I'm, my God, yeah. I was very impressed, and and I love the whole. It's like Ahsoka's been so afraid because she knows what her master becomes, and she's afraid that she's on the same path. And being able to see that Anakin, who went full dark side, was still able to be saved because he chose to live. We get that catharsis. Like after she 
comes back from the world of worlds, we start to see her with the more white outfit, mm -hmm. the hood that she Oof. has. Put, like she's getting there to that character, the Gandalf one. I can't wait to see. Stuff. But it's so. But it's it was it was so good because yeah, when she walks out of the well, it was mm -hmm. great because they pull her out of the water, obviously. Mm -hmm. Symbolism, rebirth, mm -hmm. uh, baptism of what, like she had her baptism through fire during the war, and then like she's purified in the water. So we had like the whole mythic symbolism. It was glorious, there. Yeah, especially it was when great. the first time when it like combines, like you can see the two yep. bridges coming, Ooh. and then the water resurges, and she just accepts the she's water, shifting, and then she's shifting like... planes all of a sudden. It's like oh, the good job, Filoni, good job. But then actually, when they pull out of the water, and then the next shot that we see of her is sunrise. Like the sunrise hitting her face, and it's like a new begin. Ah, so good. And, and and Anakin, and then she first puts on that like the little cowl and like thanking Jason. Which, by the way, that whole scene when Jason convinces Hera to just listen, and they're just standing mm -hmm. by the and Hera cliff, hears and her eyes closed, and it's everyone like lightsabers, and you can hear the lightsabers, and then the Jedi theme comes in, and then the actual confirmation that. His father was Kanan Jarrus, a Jedi. They say the name drop. Oh my God, yep. so good. Oof. And we have to give credit to the Kiners. Uh, the Kiners have been cooking. The music, I mean, throughout the whole series has been great. But that episode, the music yep. was something out of this Else. world. Especially mm -hmm. like at the end scene that we'll talk about now in a second. But before we get to that, like I wanted to talk about what you were talking about when she comes out with the little white poncho and she's slowly yeah. getting into like a full uh, Ahsoka the and White And then there mode. was like more of an outfit because she had like a gauntlet right. and like the clothes like right But that little moment, that little models. moment, that little moment that she had with Jason, you could, there was already like that little joy, the joyful Ahsoka's back. She's, and yeah. she's like, oh, go, oh, have you ever been on a Jedi Star Cruiser? And mm. I was like, oh, that's it. That's Ahsoka. She's back. I that's knew Ahsoka. It yep. uh, but... And then obviously the interactions with Huyang. There's oh, a training awesome. room. Will you train me? No. Nope. You know how to make lightsabers? Yes. yes. Will you teach me? No. <laughs> no. Awesome. Amazing. <laughs> so good. But then uh, the catharsis of, because, you know, I, I was one of those people, I think I mentioned in the last episode, I don't remember. Like uh, when the Purgles first showed up in Rebels, yeah. I wasn't too much of a fan. I was like on the fence yeah. about it. I'm like, eh, I don't know about mm -hmm. these Purgles. Uh, but I very swiftly switched teams and I'm like, Purgles, let's go. And I remember when the trailers for Ahsoka came out and you see the the rune, the Purgle rune, like in, right. the, in the map. I'm like, oh, that, mm -hmm. that looks really cool. So like I've been really excited about seeing Purgles uh, in, in this show because we got that little tease in Mandalorian that yeah. blew my mind. So I've been like waiting for Purgles and it did not disappoint. Because I was so happy during the whole scene. Sequence. Because, like, the purples yeah. looked amazing, and Ahsoka's coming happy, out of the clouds and like the, yes. waves, and and she her standing on the ship like with the cow blowing behind her, and we're we're gonna communicate with them, and the whole Pinocchio and being happy, right? In, like knocking like, on the glass to tell Huyan, like, "Hey, get closer, go in, go in, let's go." Yeah, it's so like she good. came out a happier person. It's like the character that we remember. When they get oh. into then when they get into the the Uber yeah. the Uber Purgle I don't know what they're what oh. the internet's actually yeah. calling it I love they're, it Do you know where we're going, going? Uber No idea But it's better than going nowhere And I doing was like, no oh. Yeah I was like yes! damn that's Ahsoka There we go oh, I loved it so freaking I know. much <laughs> And then there's just like the whole the music's what sold it right because the whole oh, music's yeah. just mm -hmm. crescendo 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 and it just keeps building and all of a sudden like you see the Purgle's uh, tails start lighting up and I'm like let's yes go no when it's like the Republic fleet and it's like I would move because you're in their path and it's like uh oh evasive maneuvers evasive um, but I love that they're they're pointing out so much about why the new Republic failed like we've talked about it so much when the mm -hmm. sequels first came out it's like how are you defeated so easily and we started to get some of that in Mando season 3 and we're seeing it right now that it's because they they stuck so rigidly the to bureaucracy that bureaucracy well it reminded me a mm -hmm. lot of episode one the chancellor valorum like chancellor valorum yeah. didn't do anything, the whole thing. to stop yeah. the invasion of naboo because of the mm -hmm. bureaucracy and that's how palpatine right. was able to get his hooks into Look, everybody wiggle into get, power and, and that's what's the new happening Republic did the, exact same thing. the exact same thing that happened to valorum is it happening to mon Mothma? and it's mm -hmm. it's disappointing because i would have liked to see at least you know one 
movie or season of something where it's like New Republic's great guys, but you know, but it's fine. It's fine. Because it makes well, and we can tell why um, Leia ended up being General Organa because she could tell at this point she's still a senator, and the New Republic doesn't work, and that's what disappoints her mm-hmm. into it. And that's why she leaves the Senate and becomes a general because she herself can see that the New Republic it just wasn't working. Well, there's more to that if you read the book Bloodline yeah. by Claudia okay. Gray, but okay. we're not going to talk about that today. That's a different. That's a different episode. Uh, but yeah, what a what a way to end the episode with like Ahsoka joyful to like go into a d- new galaxy into the unknown inside the mouth of a pergol, which obviously you know the biblical Jonah and the and the mm-hmm. it's like it was a giant fish. It wasn't a whale, uh, but that's neither here nor there. I like but, you the know, Pinocchio j- reference better. The Pinocchio. It's like Joseph Campbell yeah. too. Like you go, you have to go into the yeah. belly of the beast and all these things. So mm-hmm. it's it's it's. It's well done, but now we reached the halfway point of the season, which means we only have three episodes to go. We haven't yeah. seen Thrawn yet, so I feel like we shouldn't be doing like a responsible speculation because we're not doing this week by week thing. So yeah. anyone that's listening to this is already gonna know what happened. But for, <laughs> but I think it'll be fun for, for people to listen sake. and be like, oh my god, they were they were so wrong. wrong. So <laughs> that's just a responsible speculation before wrapping this up. What do you think is going to happen now? Now that we're like, because okay. in a way, the series is starting now. Yeah, like everything else had been in a prologue yeah. and kind of setting up everything that people that didn't watch the animated stuff didn't know and kind of get you into the characters, which I still think it's hard. I, I think it's not as accessible as mm-hmm. I would have wanted the show for people that didn't know mm-hmm. anything coming into it. Because it really, like, if you don't know all these things from the animated stuff, it, it wouldn't hit as hard as it has. But It wouldn't you know hit as hard, but I don't think that that means that you wouldn't yeah, be it able wouldn't to hit it. at all. I know. I know. And as a person that was very skeptical about watching the animated stuff, and then watch this. It's so good to see it. Because, for example, you know, one of these things, like, eh, Empire Strikes Back, the reveal that Vader is Luke's father actually hits harder because you don't know the mm-hmm. background. So sometimes not knowing something about the past actually makes True. the viewing experience better. So Because if you had seen Revenge of the Sith before seeing Empire Strikes Back, when Vader does the reveal, True. you would be like, oh, well, yeah. yeah. Whatever. I knew. Which, I mean, uh, happened obviously to it's a lot not, of people, I think. Obviously, it's not apples to apples, but, want, yeah. but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, so... I think this episode focused so much on Hera and Ahsoka and Ahsoka's relationship. Obviously, it's Ahsoka's show. But because we had them separating from Sabine, I think we're going to see way more of Sabine mm-hmm. and Balin's skull and what's happening to those that already made it to the other galaxy. So I don't know if, they're, if we're just going to kind of get a solo episode. I hope not because... Now that we know that Ahsoka left at the same time, we don't know how travel between galaxies work, but it should have been <laughs> next close. episode. Next episode is going to be a Mandalorian episode. <laughs> I mean, it could happen. <laughs> yeah, it's the Filoni verse. Like, it, it could, could totally happen. Never know. And suddenly, Book of Boba, you know? Yeah. We don't know. Like, he comes back and he's like, hey, I'm here to take back the episodes you took from me uh, in my <laughs> show. <laughs> I'm here to stay now. Mm hmm. Since I'm already Rex, I'm back as Boba as well. Um, but no, but I think it's going to be hard because I I think what would actually be really cool is for it not to be about the people coming into the galaxy. That we would start with like Thrawn and Ezra mm-hmm. from their perspective already on this other plane. I like that. Oh, I like that. That was good. That was good. I like it. I hadn't thought about it, but I like it. I like it. Because then, ex- ooh, I like it. That's great. Because the beginning of the episode is just them doing their thing. And then all of a sudden, it's just like all of a sudden, the Eye of Sign just shows up and both timelines kind of catch up to each other. I like it. I like it. I like it. I dig it. <laughs> I'm uh, so I'm going to piggyback off of that because one of the things that I definitely want to see, and I mean, and we will see it. 
it's a uh, this is just nerd stuff i want to see throne star destroyer because i want to see the chimera you know i want to see yeah. like those snakes underneath the star destroyer because that does it's cool and yep. we've seen that i mean we've had that since like the, the 90s with the heir to the empire books so i just like want to see throne star destroyer in live action with the markings underneath which obviously we will see it and i think they were kind of uh, easing us into that in in mando season three when we saw that ship with the with the with the mythosaur skull printed underneath yeah 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 like, trying okay. to get into it's the like, aesthetic hey, people, you're of, gonna see you're gonna yeah. see some, you're gonna see some of this shit uh, soon <laughs> uh, but the other thing that i really want to see and this is i think i don't know if it's a wild card but i'm not 100 convinced of it and if it doesn't show up it doesn't matter because it doesn't affect the plot at all it's more like you know again nerd things that i want is the <laughs> tie defender i want the tie defender Ah, yeah. that Tie Fighter was always awesome in the Legends book, and they brought it back for Rebels, obviously. So I'm just like, hey, give me, give me one Tie Defender. Um, it's yeah. Thrawn's thing, you know. Give it to yeah. me. Uh, but speaking of Thrawn, I am worried that what you said at the beginning is going to turn out to be true because I have been thinking the exact same thing. That we'll just he's get not, a little cameo, and that's he's it. not. Yep, he's not going to feature mm-hmm. that much. I do think. He's gonna show up in this episode for sure. I I kind of now want it to be the way you described it because I think that would be really really cool. Uh, but yeah, I think there's gonna be like a skirmish or something, and it's it's gonna be an unresolved thing. I yeah. do think that there's gonna be if I were a betting man, I would think that there's gonna be another season of Ahsoka before the movie. Before the film, yeah. I th- I feel like the the movie's a little too far away for. For that, for them to leave it here, and especially with the see... writers' strike and the actor strike, it's just like it's yeah. not too far away. And I think a show need. I think they need another season of a couple of things to build up more towards the movie. I mean, unless they were starting to do a more Avengers Assemble thing before the film and start having more of these characters like come into Mando or something else, which I don't like. I would like for them to keep as much as possible to their own shows. Same. But yeah. I mean I do I do understand some of the crossovers for Mando. But yeah. to have like Ahsoka's world and I I mean Sabine factors in now, so it kind of also I don't know. I mean obviously it's I'm not so against much. it. I'm not against yeah. it if it's done well. Uh, yeah. So we'll just. But I mean, it is kind of crazy but... that that literally some of the best Mando episodes that we've seen were in the Book of Boba. Like there were better Mando episodes in the Book of Boba than in Mando season two. Yeah. Well, but and season two, season, season two three. had that amazing opening episode with Cop Van. So. Still alive. I mean, for me, still Mando season one. That's the gold standard. Like that yeah. season is just absolute perfection, just like Andor season one is absolute perfection. So, oh, and actually, a comment that I wanted to make uh, about Andor, I love, <laughs> yeah, because we've tried not to be super prejudiced, but we love it because it Andor was amazing and we got to go it, to was, it. Oh, so yeah. whatever. Um, but Andor, I think, exceeded so well because it stuck to the realities of what war can be like so well mm-hmm. which is definitely a part of star wars but ahsoka is succeeding in going into the mystical part yeah, of star wars yeah yeah and yeah. going with the weird and embracing it in a way that hasn't really been done in the live action stuff and it's been mostly limited to either the books mm-hmm. or the animated stuff so i think that both sides of the coin are very effective yeah. And that for Ahsoka to be like, we are going full. We're doing the Purgles, guys. We are putting a ship inside of a Purgles belly and going to a different galaxy. And fuck you if you don't. It's one so, of those things where it's not either or. It's like, I don't understand yeah. these people. It's like, I just want everything to be Andor. It's like, I don't. No, I want both. No, I want everything. Because this it's is Star variety. Wars. Star Wars is everything. You get everything in Star Wars from a foot soldier to an all-powerful Jedi. And everybody's part of the galaxy. Oh, yeah. Uh, on that, I do want to say I think this should be like the closing thing uh, mm-hmm. is that while I do love Ahsoka and I love like I per- I personally prefer 
and live action stuff. I still love my animation. And in a way, from what I've heard from talking to people that know about behind the scenes things, uh, Ahsoka, a lot of the plot beats from Ahsoka were supposed to be for like a, another season of Rebels. Of Rebels? And Rebels ah. was actually had allegedly like a season that was already under development, but then it was canceled when like all this stuff was happening. So yeah. I'm not saying like I'm not happy with Ahsoka. I'm saying that I don't want some of this live action stuff to limit what animation yeah. can and yeah. has done because we are only getting Ahsoka because of animation. So right. I think it's important to also maintain that part of Star Wars alive because it's, it was and still is a very important part of Star Wars and a part of Star yeah. Wars that has defined what Star Wars is nowadays. So I think that mm-hmm. Lucasfilm should be wise enough to balance it out and be like, hey, yeah. we can have our awesome live action stuff crossover from animation into that, but we should also not let Respect animation the medium. die. Yeah. And not just do Tales of the Jedi, which as great as it is, it's you know, yeah. it's it's shorts. We need we need full seasons back. And Shows, I know we're getting yeah. Bad Batch season three. Uh, it's gonna be the last one of this, you know, the Bad Batch show, but we need we need yeah. we need more. We need more animation. Uh, so that's all I have to say about that until we watch the next two episodes. What about you, Nani? What are your final your closing thoughts? I wanna see more Night Sisters. I think we will, especially with uh, how Jedi yeah. survive. Oh, which I didn't mention it before. It's too late now. We're closing the episode. Uh, but yeah. like Jedi Survivor having yeah. like uh, Marin. Mm-hmm. Now we have Morgan Elizabeth. I do think that yeah. there will be a, and and how some, Mara some was probably a creation of it. And we've seen some aspects of how you know dark sister magic has a lot to do with this. So I really mm-hmm. want to. See I love my. We all do. We all do. So I think I think that's a thing that might be a guarantee. We'll see what happens with the next episode. So I think that's it for today. That's it for today. We are tried of the force. We respect the strikes. We are trying to be solidary. So we're not releasing new episodes, but these will be released at some point. So we want you to comment on them, please, and keep the conversation alive because Star Wars is not dead. It's <laughs> Star Wars quite the is opposite. very much alive and there's a lot of really cool things coming so we hope to keep you know talking to you about all of these amazing things and other nerd things that we come up with because it is a fantastic time to be so until next time may the force be with you